get a load of this resume. Our next guest is arguably the best rower in the world, winning a gold medal at the 2012 London Olympic Games as well as the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympic Games. He won four consecutive World Rowing Championship gold medals, set two world best times. In the 2013 New Year's Honours List, he was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to rowing. And in 2018, the International Rowing Federation awarded him the Thomas Callum Medal for his outstanding international rowing career. It's the sport's highest honour. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the show, Eric Murray. Hello, Eric. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Hello, mate. mate. We're good as gold, thanks. Hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let, us, let, let us begin, Eric, with one of the things about rowing is that I'm always intrigued how different people get into it. Some people do it at posh schools. How did, how did you get into the sport, mate? <laughs> Funny you say that because I've just been talking at a couple of schools um, in the last week and just giving them, yeah, just a little bit of an insight. And I was at Pukekohe High School and we basically had someone that stepped up in assembly and said, hey, look, come and row. It's, yeah, and that was it. And so I just went, okay, look, I'll sign up for it. And so me and some mates went and, Started rowing and we were absolutely terrible in the first couple of years. Uh, it, was, it was shocking, and um, but then you just stick at it; it becomes quite addictive. And the next minute, we were winning some um, like national titles at secondary school, and the rest's basically it. You know, you get a few people that tap you on the shoulder and they say, "Hey, look, you know, if you you stick to this, you could you could do quite well in it." Um, you know, and I was lucky enough in my last year to sort of watch, you know, Robert Dell and stuff at Sydney and follow those guys in the rowing. Yep. And then you basically get stuck into it and the next minute you're not just somebody looking up to them, you're looking at them while you're competing and you're just trying to keep up. So, you know, that was that was basically how it worked. Eric, you won eight world titles in the Cocktus pair with Hamish. How did you meet Hamish? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny story, man. He um, <laughs> he was he was he's a bit younger, and I sort of look at it a bit as well that we 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 sort of missed each other by about four or five years. So you know, he's four or five years younger than I am, and you know, if we had met each other earlier, then potentially we could still be doing the sport. Like he's still going at the moment, and maybe I would be as well. Right. And he was just a really fit, up and coming lad from Otago Boys, who was showing some really good potential. And he was just a bit of a freak, um, to be fair. Yeah. And he made the New Zealand junior teams. And then literally about two years after that, he was in the elite squad. Um, so he, he had a really good fast track. And he basically ended up in our four, which we had after, um, after the Olympic Games. Mm. And um, so 2006, he was in our four um, and basically went into stroke seat. And the following year, we won the world championship title. So, you know, that was that was Hamish. He just came on the scene, hissing a roar, uh, and next minute, we're, we're world champion. Incredible. Extraordinary. Now, Eric, one of the things, and I'm not talking out of school here because it's a very open secret, that while the coaching relationship was incredibly successful, it would be fair to say that you and Hamish and your coach, Dick Tonks, were not great buddies when you weren't actually just training. As a matter of interest... Um, since you're not competing anymore and Hamish has moved on to cycling, have, have you ever at all been in touch and had a chat with Dick Tonks since you stopped rowing? Ah, uh, no, no. So Dick, Dick's the type of guy where he he was there for the rowing. He gave about three interviews in his whole time that he was ever in the sport. And he basically summed it up and he said, look, I don't tell the athletes to come here. I don't tell them to come to, to training. They either want to turn up or they don't. And, and that really just summed him up. He wasn't going to mollycoddle you. He wasn't going to tell you, 
um, this is what you needed to do. You turned up, and if you did the training that was put in front of you, um, you would end up being quite successful. And that was basically how Dick, um, that's how he worked. Interesting because, like, it is great to talk to you, Eric. In the 2016 Olympics, when you won gold, I remember watching you on the starting line, and if you call it a line, and you just you were just so incredibly focused. You did. You guys didn't seem nervous at all, but there was so much pressure on you in that moment. What goes through your head, the two of you? <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, the pressure, crikey. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I have to say, over the time, we learnt a lot in terms of your capabilities, um, your expectations, okay? And so I, when I go and talk to younger kids, it's, it's very hard to talk to the young kids and say, look, you know, if you're only doing X amount of time at the moment, don't expect on a certain day you're going to beat it by 30 seconds because it's just not going to happen. Um, and so it's all around knowing your expectations and your capabilities. And so, you know, Hamish and I did a time trial in Switzerland 10 days out from the, world, uh, from the Olympic Games before we travelled. And we were going about five or six seconds off the world record pace, you know? And, and so basically you sit there and go, you know what, I am... I'm 99.9% sure that there's nobody else in the world that would be doing that speed. So it gives you the confidence to go into it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, and, and sport's an amazing thing because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win, but it does give you a really good opportunity to know that you're actually in a really good position to, to, to do that. And so I was pretty confident. I knew our capabilities. And, okay, we had the expectation of New Zealand on our yeah. shoulder. But we would be the people that would be more disappointed if things didn't go to plan. And so that was why I was always trying to stay calm. And I was always like, you know what, all I'm going to do is go out there, do the best that I can. And I would take, honestly, hand on heart, if we got beaten by someone and we are given the best race, I would have been like, you know what, better crew. That's, that's as simple as you can go in sport. Fair play, mate. Go oh, on, it's yeah. so good chatting with you. We're with Eric Murray for Six and a Song. Uh, hopefully, Eric, you don't mind holding for two ticks. We'll play some messages and come back with more and your choice of song. song. We're joined by one of the world's greatest ever rowers, Eric Murray, for Six and a Song. Thanks again for joining us, Eric. Great Thanks, to chat right. with you. Last nice question week. for you, mate. What is your, before we get to your song, what is your highlight of your career? Oh, to be, to be honest, there's a couple. Um, the first one's pretty much the first time you get to pull on the New Zealand singlet. Um, you know, and I'd say most people and, and with the privileged opportunity to be able to do that would say probably the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that, was, that was just an amazing experience as a junior. Uh, then ultimately winning a world championship title, when you get that opportunity, you're uh, a world champion. You know, no one's ever going to take that away from you. It's a bit of history. And then ultimately Olympic gold medal. You know, yeah. Olympic gold medal probably trumps a lot, but yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely... There's a few along the way, you know, and you have to climb those ladders. You've got to go through those steps, um, and, and that's really how, how you go about it. Brilliant. Cool. Just a very, very last thing before we get to the song. Uh, one of the things that we think is fantastic, you, you give a lot back to the community, Eric, and one of the things you're involved with is Daffodil Day, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so it's Daffodil Day tomorrow, um, you know, so I work as an ambassador for ANZ, and we get behind the Cancer Society and, you know, go out there and, and try and raise money for the cancer society and, and help battle cancer. You know, it's a it's a it's something that touches everyone's lives. And if we can, uh, you know, if we can do our bit to eliminate or help or whatever, um, by all means. So everybody, you know, tomorrow Daffodil Day, get behind it. That's brilliant. And before we let you go, Eric, what's your favourite song and why? Um, Welcome home, actually, by Dave Dobbin. Um, for some reason, I've got to say, we it gets played when we arrive at the airports and stuff <laughs> like that after. Um, 
winning gold medals and you know it's pretty cool to, to hear that and it's quite special well we're going to play it just for you mate thank you so much eric murray for joining us thanks a million eric thanks guys six to four this is eric murray's favorite song welcome home and that's where we'll leave it today have a great day see you tomorrow All the best. Thank you. tonight i am feeling for you under the state of a strange land you have sacrificed much to be here